not sending out any type of energy into this world or any type of energy into my podcast where other people can obtain some knowledge from because I don't want to push anyone away. I want every podcast that you guys listen to to pump you up, give you some realization and be like, you know what? That helped me right there. That one thing that he said, I gained When you don't have enough time, all that means is that you're not utilizing your time and that's what a leader does. So when you're going through something, you know, something's not going right in your life, there's no one else to blame. No, Why the hell are you gonna work 60 hours a week for someone else to accomplish their dreams and then go home and go to sleep? And then go to sleep. Fuck no. I'm gonna work nine to five, work my ass off there, then come home and dedicate three, four, five hours at night to my dream. You still get eight to nine hours of sleep My goal every night. is to educate, motivate, and encourage people to get off their asses and begin to believe in themselves. No more second guessing or waiting till tomorrow. We have to make it happen today. Join me in this movement. Let's get it done. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Millennial Podcast. My name is Nick Sorrenti. I'm your host. Uh, we got a really good one for you today. I'm here with Woodley Desire. Desire without the E, right? You got it. <laughs> uh, my man's an orthopedic. He was in the dental field for quite a while, but he figured out, you know, he, we're going to actually talk about how you kind of, you know, switched over sure. into the orthopedic field. He worked for UHS Hospital. He's originally from... Manhattan? Brooklyn. 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 Likewise. So, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we're going to answer a lot of questions today about, you know, medical field, the school, he, the schooling he had to go through, the internships, possibilities, the classes that he felt that were beneficial for him. Um, a lot of good things. So, Woodley, I mean, him and I met at the barbershop. Uh, I got to know you a little bit, and that's why I thank you again for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about your career and how you kind of got started in orthopedic field so tell me what got you interested in your career path like going from like actually take me back all the way from like maybe high school like what, what was your path like so it's a long story so um i'm a non-traditional student so what, what that means is that i had a prior um career uh, before going to medical school okay but um to start started off i'm a first generation um good for you parents. congrats man that's great uh, my parents came here um, from haiti and um i grew up here and school was the main focus and um one thing that I realized is that there's a lot of distractions. So I, That's um, the truth. <laughs> I, I became a better student in college. Um, uh, one of the things I, I realized is that to be a good student is just to be a well-rounded person. So when we're looking at education, what I focus on is just taking all sorts of classes. So mm-hmm. when I went to school, I, even though I love science, I, I was, a, you know, I had a BA major. I took a lot of literature, poetry, art classes, anything that was cool. And what it did, it made me um well-rounded yeah i'm able to just go from one field or one different um uh, environment and adapt to it so um my path is really not traditional but the main thing that to focus on is just be an active learner like enjoy learning it's not about the grade is just about knowledge. Yeah, obtaining knowledge. I yeah. tell people all the time, you know, people are so fascinated with intelligence. And I go, intelligence is great, but I'd rather have a person that's knowledgeable around me than someone that's just intelligent. Intelligence is one thing. Yeah. You know, like they're intelligent but as a person, but you're only intelligent usually about one thing, a math, a science. But yeah. someone that's knowledgeable can be knowledgeable so many different subjects. So what got you interested in the dental in the dental field and switched over to orthopedic? Yeah. So it, it's, it's a long story. So. Um, when I um, left high school, um, again, I started high school as an honor student and then, okay. you know, I got distracted in Brooklyn and yeah. uh, was not really an honor student. Um, <laughs> but when I left high school, I, you know, I wanted to kind of start fresh. So okay. I went to college and had a really good, like, open environment. It was a liberal arts college, a small school. So I went to dentistry because I love working with people. 
I wanted a nine to five profession. Okay. And um, I wanted a good income. So that yeah, was that, that, that was the thing. Being a, being an immigrant and you focus on a good income. Um, you know, be a family, be, being available for your family. Yeah. So I chose dentistry, and I thought that was a great field for me. That's great. So what kind of switched you over because i just had a dentist on yeah. on, on this show so like i'm hearing all the pros of the dental yeah. field like let me hear like what made you switch from you know maybe the flexibility or just something sure. that you enjoyed more instead of looking at teeth all day you figured you go into yeah. a different field so what kind of led you to that so dentistry is a great field and so it goes back by being an active learner so you take a kid and you just let the kid find its natural path so i was a person again when i left high school i went to college liberal arts degree. I spent one year teaching yeah. after college before oh, okay. professional school. I taught high school in, in Brooklyn. And what teaching high school for that year allowed me to do is to become a better student because I sat back and reflect about how really to be a good student is just to open your mind. And yeah. It's not really like being super smart. Yeah. You know, you put the effort and being all That's what it is too, is effort. For it's sure. effort. Um, so when I got to dental school, I, you know, I fell in love with the medical classes and the basic science. I fell in love with the you know, the dentistry, all the hand stuff. But as I got further on towards my third and fourth year, I went to hospital rotations. I felt like I liked the hospital atmosphere a lot. Okay. So what I did during my uh, last year of dental school, I uh, applied for a specialty that allowed me to be in the hospital, and that was maxillofacial surgery. So after dental school, I uh, obtained a residency in maxillofacial surgery, which is a dental field. Okay. So... I, I did that for a year, and as I got to love, love being in the hospital and seeing the, the complex cases, then I changed my mind and said, well, let me just do dental, uh, do medical school. Yeah. So I had the opportunity to gain an advanced standing, so I skipped the first two years of medical school and went straight to the third and fourth year of um, So you were able to do that because of all the classes that exactly. you were taking? Exactly. So okay. they, they counted my first two years of dental school. That's great. So that kind of saved me two years, and um, orthopedics. It's a, it's a it's a you know it's a good field because for me, um, my main goal is to help somebody out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not someone who enjoyed all the aspect of um, critical care. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I respect it, but my goal was to make a you know, person happy. Like, yeah. You know, if you're coming in, some comfort. Comfort, in other yeah. words. You, you know, you tore a ligament and you want to get back and to being very active again. Yeah. If I could help you with that, well. For instance, my specialty is shoulder replacement and hip replacement. So I see a lot of elderly patients and, you know, having an opportunity to take someone who, you know, could walk properly or someone who could raise their arm up, you know, to, you know, to do their daily activities, yeah. you do a simple procedure and you see, wow, they have such improved quality of life. Yeah. So that was my, my, my main focus. That's great. Yeah. So what kind of, like, because you were so and in, in kind of deep into, two years deep into the dental field, what internships were you able to do at a short amount of time to get you prepared for the orthopedic field? Well, so I'll take you back. So I got involved in dentistry it, one, um, when I was in college, you know, again, like I said, being an active learner. So I was, besides being a liberal arts, I was a pre-med major and I had this opportunity to go and observe um, a dental conference. Um, and I actually um, have somebody who mentored me and kind of opened my, my eyes into the field of dentistry. And then I had a family friend who was a dentist also. Okay. So the main thing is having a great mentor and really just put yourself out there. And if you see something you like, hey, ask a question about it. Hey, what is that? Yeah. What do you do? Don't be afraid to ask. That's Can I observe you? Yeah. Um, and that just led to just me choosing dentistry. Mm -hmm. And now, like, did that, when you decided you wanted to go into 
the orthopedic field, did you try to pick up an internship for that to learn a little bit more about it? Sure. And explain also what an orthopedic is, like what's your daily, you know. So an orthopedic surgeon is somebody who's a surgical subspecialist who specializes in musculoskeletal injuries or um, that type of body part, in other words. So I can work anywhere from the foot uh, to the spine, you know, to the hand. But it's so complex, we all have our subspecialty. So after you finish orthopedic surgery, you could go on to choose to do subspecialty. I decided to go on and do two subspecialties because, again, I figured, well, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's all getting back to just asking questions. My first love was shoulder and sports. I did that. During my uh, training in shoulder and sports, after orthopedics, I noticed that hip surgery and hip preservation was something that was coming out. So I decided to do another year in that. Um, so an orthopedic main goal is to get you back to your normal function. In other words, if you are a person who, a kid, let's just say, who had an ankle fracture, just simply coming in, putting some screws in plate and allowing the bone to heal in proper alignment will allow that that kid or person to, no. to walk um, the way they used to walk. So it, it's a very, it's, it's a good field. It's not a critical care type of field. It's something that's actually fun. There's a lot of cool tools. Yeah. And, um, it's and things I, I feel like normal people take for granted until that problem occurs. Yeah, and now they yeah. have to go back to their daily function. And that's when the orthopedic comes in. I'll tell you this, you know, from playing football and working out, I had a um, tennis elbow injury from working out. And I tell you, it's something simple as a tendon injury. Um, I really couldn't even lift 30 pounds. And no I was way. surprised how when you have a musculoskeletal injury, how your whole life. Yeah. It's like a car. Right? One little thing goes wrong. The whole car is exactly. shot. And I actually got some treatment. I like, okay, I see the benefit of what I do because I really couldn't, I couldn't turn my hand, I couldn't operate, I couldn't lift weights. I'm like, my God, what am I going to do? I need my own help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Now, so what were what was some of that training that you talked about? Like, was it during an internship or was it just through like shadowing? So I had the opportunity when I was in um, dental school. Then I started my maxillofacial surgery um, training. Um, I worked in the hospital, so we had a very interesting case. Again, it's all about you know seeing things we had this happened in um, new jersey and back then when people used to steal cars uh, so this <laughs> one uh, kid stole the car and he was chased by the cops and he crashed and but anyway he got impaled in a fence so the fence went through his lower extremity oh, man. his arm and it came out his jaw so it was a combination of orthopedics and maxillofacial surgery those and, both of you well in the operator yeah room, and i got to see you know, you guys basically do almost the same thing that we do, but you use bigger tools. Yeah, that's <laughs> so crazy. That sparked my interest, and I just started observing and speaking to people, and it just led me to just. So you recommend for people that want to get involved, and just to speak to anyone in that field to see if you can get a chance yeah. to shadow them. I tell you this, every just the importance of I want to know just the importance of internships. Inter- inter- internship and a mentor or guidance is number one. Um, there's a lot of nuances in terms of when you want to go to a field, whether it be healthcare, um, you know, it could be law, it could be just, you know, journalism, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Someone has the little secret of exactly knowing how to get to that path. Now, you can learn that path yourself, or what you do, you bypass that step by speaking to someone and observing yeah. them, and it just gave you really good information. Okay, you need to do this, you need to see this person, take this class, yeah. you know, apply to this type of school. These little things are very, very helpful. Um, and also, it gives you the pros and cons of of this field, you know, this uh, you know, this career, and you got to decide. Well, is it worth it? Yeah. 
So, that, that's the truth. Yeah. Now, what are some classes that you feel like, even though you went into the dental, like in the beginning of the dental, for that, like potentially benefit you in all aspects of, med of medical that you would recommend? In college, anthropology. Really? Best. My number one. No way. Anthropology. Um, I took a lot of, li I took <laughs> Spanish literature, I took Korean literature, but I think um, uh, anthropology just made you a better person. So, you know, w when we look about, so why anthropology is important? Because, you know, we have this whole aspect of race and culture, right? You look at somebody like, what makes this person this person? Okay, so you look at the color, you look yeah. at their eyes. It's really not that. It's the environment that which they grew up on. Yeah. Like, what is beauty? Beauty in which eyes? What do you consider beauty? Yeah. So you take the same kid, could be any race, you put him in a totally different culture, he'd assimilate and be that culture. So when you look at it, so oh, is well. it so, you know, we evolve being looking at a certain way based on where we grew up. So it's really, we are not that different. So that's, that's what anthropology true. taught me. That was probably the most important. So something that didn't even have to do no, I love with it. the medical field. Love so, it. so that's why it's so important. <laughs> yeah. So in the medical field, like what do you feel? What class do you feel that was most beneficial for you? Yeah, so I'll tell you this. Here's what I, I learned. If you want, let's just say I'm speaking to people who want to go into healthcare, right? Or you want to medicine and dentistry. And you in college, if you, so let's say you go, you're going to college. Don't think about just being a pre-med or a science major. Because you're going to get plenty of those courses throughout your whole the career. Curriculum. You're going to get sick of them. Yeah. It's going to be second nature. But the basic courses, you know, the classes, I always go back to literature, um, like anthropology, economics. You take the classes that you need. You take a course, you know, bio one and two. You know, you take the math. You take, as a core class. Yeah. It's really maybe eight classes you got to take to go to medical school, mm -hmm. dental school. You could be any, you could take, you could be, as a, take any major that you want to take. And it will allow you to go to medical school or dental school if you have the prerequisites. The prerequisites. That's what I, I heard that too. I actually talked to, I think, uh, Sonny Spear, the dentist, mm -hmm. about this in regards to like students that that want to go into medical school, but they, they want to have a higher GPA. Would you recommend them taking the re regular classes they need, but also take the prerequisites so you can still have the high GPA with the requirements yeah, to get into medical I, school? I hear that. So in reality, so let's just say, all right, so I was a biology major, but I was a but I had a bachelor's degree, I didn't go for the BS. So that allowed me to have more um, social service classes, social science classes. The reason I say you wanna be a well-rounded person because when you are in that field, the people you're treating are not bio majors. So how yeah. do you relate to people? The field that you choose, as opposed to just being a bio major, working in a lab, you could just take or bio all day long. Dentistry and medicine and healthcare, it's, um, I, I say it's a dynamic interaction. You gotta talk to somebody. Yeah. So if you can't get along with the patient, you can't you can't understand how to bring out a certain answer from them. You can't relate to them. You're not really a good provider. So being well rounded, it's more I, personable. It's more personable. I would okay. say it makes you it makes you a better a better doctor, That's in my true. opinion. Because you got more you got to be a people's person. Exactly. Be a doctor, especially exactly. someone that handles people that yeah. they're trying to function on everyday yeah. skills. Um, how do you think your training, your preparation for like through your mentor helped you become the better doc? Because a lot of kids, I feel like in our generation, feel like they know everything. Yeah. And so how do you think just being able to shut up and listen sometimes really benefit benefited you in the long run? Yeah, what, what mentoring did uh, for me, it, one, it gives you the exposure, okay? Now, once you get the exposure, it also gives you the confidence because you see the field and you realize that the people who are in this field are just, just like you. So yeah. one, it's, you know, when you think about applying to a field, especially like medicine and dentistry, it's very competitive. Can I do it? 
when you start, you know, having the mentor, working that mentor, you realize that he's probably just like me. I mean, yeah. he probably went the same things I did. So that gives you the confidence, the exposure. Um, but also what it does, I think it really allows you to make that decision because it's a long path, a very expensive path. And you have to choose the field. I tell people it's not for the money. It's not, you got to like it. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people. have passion for it. Passion. A lot of people went to medicine and they realize that they like the science. They like knowing, but they don't like people. It's a, it's, <laughs> you can't stay away from, it's a, inter it's a constant yeah. interaction. Imagine seeing 30 patients every day with different problems. Yeah. I mean, not just health problems social problems yeah absolutely. so the way i speak to one patient is very different from another patient based on, on, on their who, you know, who they are who they are yeah. So, yeah that's crazy so do you feel like because of the field with orthopedic do you think it's more of a mental or more of a physical job it's it, it's both um you operate so it's orthopedic surgery so i you operate a lot in yeah. other words um we are a very busy surgical field on uh, a specialty um so if i'm on call i can do anything from a hip fracture you know, night to ankle fracture, to a wrist fracture, a shoulder fracture. It could be somebody who has multiple injuries that's bleeding or pelvic injuries. Or it could be somebody who has a simple um, laceration. So it's 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 tough because you know you realize that it's a field where even though you have the training, you're also not a subspecialist in every field. My area is really the hip and shoulder, okay. but I got to deal with everything else that comes in. Um, so it keeps you know it keeps you learning, keep you on your toes. Um, no, it's good and bad. Um, the quality of life, it's a, it, I think it's a, it's a decent quality of life. In other words, as you know, I go back to New York City all the time. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's not that bad. You have to choose um, the work environment that, that, that you want to work in. For instance, when I was in New York City, my first job, um, I took no calls. I worked pretty much nine to five. Yeah, you, you know, just I worked that. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I needed more experience. I wanted to have more a traumatic injury so I, I came up here um you can tailor your practice how you want it so it's not one of the, the good thing about orthopedic as opposed to some medical field because it's not a critical care you don't have to be in the hospital yeah. in other words they don't need me to say somebody to save your life they need me to get you Fixed. walking yeah, yeah, yeah so i can see you in the morning and once you stabilize so it gives you a a, decent a little more flexibility. Yeah, a little more flexibility. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I, I like that. So you know, you don't always have to be there twenty four seven. What you, you realize plan. as you get older, it's it's difficult. But you know, I have a family for, yeah. for you to stay. And uh, you know, you you have to know what you get yourself involved in. When I left dentistry, and I left a def a definite nine to five, something that may not be nine to five. Yeah. So I realized what I was doing. But I also realized that I had the opportunity in orthopedics to kind of tailor exactly what I wanted to do with my. So you practice. kind of have more of a flexible schedule. So. Yeah, it's not. I mean, honestly, it's it's a very good schedule. Yeah, you like it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good schedule. Wow, that's mm -hmm. something to think about. Yeah. Now, how did you? How did your uh, expectations of this field differentiate from reality? Um, well, the the, the the difficult aspect that it's a tough field because you realize that you operating on somebody and sometimes. There's a small chance it may not go quite as you know, expected. So you have to realize that one is preparing the person that you're going to work on and give them the real um, the outcomes, the, the risk, benefits, complications. Yeah. Be an honest person you yeah. know, and, and operate only when you need to operate because each time you touch someone and you operate, there's always a chance and that you can have a complication it yeah. can be simple complication as having a, a wound infection which is you know nobody's fault it happens yeah. but you know it can happen so wow. so um what do you think 
coming from from dent from dentistry to this, obviously, I feel like you enjoyed a lot more. What What do you think your more your most favorite part of your job is? Favorite and least favorite. Yeah, it's just orthopedics has to me one of the best combination of surgery, uh, technology, um, and I think it's just a lot, it allows you to treat somebody from multiple ages. In other words, I can treat a child that has a, a deformity of his ankle simply mm-hmm. by just casting them. Yeah. And that same child can get older, starts playing sports, has an ACL injury, and I fix his ACL. That same child now, you know, finished college and starts to work, have a little arthritis in his knees. I can inject his knees with some stem cells or anything to treat it. Mm-hmm. And that same person becomes midlife, has arthritis, I can replace that joint. So it'll allow you to really, for instance, like, you know, I treated this entire family. So I, there's, I have the grandfather, the mother, and a daughter in one family. So That's awesome. multiple age groups. Yeah. It's, it's amazing yeah. when you were able to do that. Now, what do you? That, that's that's awesome. <laughs> but how about what's your least for? What's something that you don't necessarily not dislike, but enjoy as much? Um, part of it is um, really you have to kind of match the patient expectation with what you can give them. Okay. Like I said before, it's a dynamic thing, right? So when you see someone and they come in your office, and you know it's like, hey, I won't be able to like a kid. Like so, sport injuries, right? I want to throw a 90, 90 miles per hour fastball, and I want a, a new Tommy John surgery so you can, even my ligaments not torn, I want to tighten the ligaments so I can be better. You know, that's like. People really say that. Yeah, people, people they do that. It's like plastic surgery, right? Take oh, somebody right. that's almost normal and make them make look them, perfect. Yeah. That's very difficult, right? Yeah. So expectations. <laughs> You're playing so, yeah, God. <laughs> exactly. So expectation. And part of it is to be a really an open, honest person. This is what I think I can do for you. Yeah. And, you know, I don't guarantee anything. I, I just give you the, the outcome. You know, you have an 85% chance this will go well, you know. Yeah. And you, you can, you know, raise your arm this level or that level. And you have to, so when you are, when you give them that expectation and the outcome expectation meet and match, it's such a great relationship because, wow, because you gave them exactly what they wanted. Yeah. You were honest about that. Yeah. You know, then they were like, it's great. Yeah. If you don't have that, it becomes a problem. Wow, that's that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. But that's pretty. It's crazy that people ask that they actually do that. It's um, what's um? If there is one thing you think you would want to change or adjust a little bit, what would it be? More control. I think um, medicine is very very different compared to even when I thought about going to medicine. Um, people were saying, "Don't do it," you know, because dentistry allow you to be your own boss. Mm-hmm. Um, Problem with, with healthcare in the United States is the regulation. Part of the regulation has to do with the amount of money that's being spent. And part of it that's being spent has to do because of, we call it protective medicine. Sometimes we do things just because we don't want to get sued. Yeah. So there's a lot of regulation that we go through. It doesn't mean it's, ch- it's going to change the outcome. We just do things because we think it's going to protect the doctor or, or it's going to make the, uh, the patient happy. So part of it is with me is really being very honest with the patient. My approach is, I'm here, I gave up you know, 10 years of my life to give you the best outcome. Yeah. What I'm gonna do is tell you the truth and this is what I think I could do for you. And so you wanna have that control. Sometimes you don't have that control based on one on the insurance company, what they wanna allow you to do. It may not be the best treatment for this patient. That's so, tough. So yeah. you gotta like, not humble yourself, but really just 
not do what you could potentially do for the person yeah, that some, must be hard yeah sometimes you know certain insurance plans and they may disagree with what you think is the best um so you know there's a lot of um administrative aspects where like i said before it's one of those things where you know you have to be a people person because yeah. you deal with everyone from different backgrounds so if you want uh, the old days of being a doctor and just it's always it's always your way and not being able to communicate it's very different so it's a role where that's why i feel like having a really good um diverse background makes you just a better better physician we're talking about diverse backgrounds what would you recommend uh that would be beneficial for people getting involved in this field like maybe a certification or something just to kind of amp up their resume or just become more knowledgeable on something i would say that the main thing that to do is one be a good student grades i mean let's just get back to it Besides everything I'm talking about, you have to have good grades. Mm-hmm. And and part of ha- having good grades is that one being a, an organized um, type of learner, a very active learner. In other words, you know, I approach learning as it's, it, it's work. In other words, you have a set schedule, okay? So even when I was going to school, I had a family, you know, after college, I had a set schedule. I put my son to sleep, but I'll wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. From 3 o'clock in the morning to 6 a.m., I'm studying heavy. And, okay, then I basically... Um, go to the library after uh, classes and maybe do two hours and then the gym. Then I come back home again and then I would probably, you know, play with my son from six to nine and then go to bed and do it again in the morning. So you have the set schedule and then the weekend is is my, yeah, the weekend is my time. The weekend then I just have, you know, family time, have fun. So once you put it down and say, this is what I need to do, it becomes, wow, it actually becomes easier. Yeah, it's just a system. you got to follow a system. (laughs) Exactly. Now, what's the typical for med school or just to get into those type type of fields? Sure. What are you aiming for grade-wise? Okay. So what I say is this. I would say I'm one of those guys. You have to learn how to get into a competitive field. In other words, so each time I apply, whether it be dentistry, uh, medical school, you know, residency, oral surgery, orthopedics, you got to know exactly what they want. So part of it is, again, engaging your mentor, doing your research. You know, the kids who are applying have a grade point average of 3.7. That may be a little bit scary, but what it means that is also a range. There are some kids who, uh, to get that 3.7, it may be anywhere from 3.3 to 3.9. Or mm-hmm. the, let's say the average is 3.5, the range may be from 3.3 to 3.8. So now your So they're goal, using more of the average. Right, but somebody with a lower average that got in, probably got something that's very unique. So you have to play the like game. Like certifications or certification activities. Or standardized tests. Okay. So the the key to all these is you have to be a good test taker. So you have to, you know, me, I was a really good test taker. So you kind of, it kind of balanced the grade. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Uh, <laughs> I knew the stuff, yeah. but when I got on the test, I yeah. froze up. That, that's the thing. That's what I, like, when it comes to being, you know, as a student. The number one thing I, I tell people is like, never, never be nervous. And I tell my daughter that. Like, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm Think about medical school. Yeah. It's probably twelve. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I don't discourage anybody. The, the main thing is, you know, just give it your best. Yeah. It works out. It works out. Yeah, it that's all you could do. Put yourself be, in a position. Yeah, it, it's that simple. You know, by being a good student, what it means is that you have plenty of options. Like mm-hmm. I tell myself, well, that's what the dentist <laughs> talked about. So Sonny, he talked about. He's like, but you can instead of having the school pick you, you could pick the school right. when you have those grades, yeah, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, you, you could you could pick the schools. Um, but the trick is, so again, I break it down. This when you apply to professional schools, there's multiple things. There's GPA. So find the range of the GPA. Some schools have higher, some schools have lower. Mm-hmm. Always apply to a lot of different schools, a lot of different backgrounds, because you never know what you're gonna get in. Yeah. 
Second, look at the standardized test. What do I need to get in? Third, you gotta prepare. In other words, you gotta you gotta pay for test prep, whether it be Kaplan or some type of. It could be just having a private tutor. Invest in yourself. Right. So to be a good a good test taker, you gotta know how to take the test. You could be very very smart, but the test doesn't really measure how smart you are. Yeah. It measures how well you do on that then test. Then you can comprehend the information right. that they're asking for you exactly. to apply. Wow, that's a struggle. That's it's hard. Test taking is hard, yeah. but it's something that. If you have the will, if you have the structure, it's possible to do. You just have to put yourself in a position to get there. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel that your career has now, going towards Peak, has made you a better person? If it has, if you feel like it's made you a better person. It has. It's making me think about going to business now. But <laughs> Really? <laughs> I'm thinking about getting my MBA. So that, that, that's that, great. So that's the next. Um, yeah, it, it goes back to you just have to enjoy learning. Once you enjoy learning, once you realize that it's just – you know, you're just going through, you're living life and you just, you know, you're meeting people and you're trying something new and you give it a try. It's not, you don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. And I, I tell a lot of students that, you know, you're going to naturally find your, your true path. In other words, just enjoy the moment, you know, be organized, work, work hard. You have to, you mm -hmm. have to work hard. And if you do those things and you have the mentor and the preparation, they should work out. Should work out. Our right, last question. I know yeah. this is getting crazy, yeah, <laughs> but uh, what what is something that you, if you were, if you were you, I don't know, maybe ten years ago or twenty years ago, before you're getting really into the co collegiate level, what's something that you would tell yourself to really prepare yourself for the mental difficulties that you're going to be going sure. through to get to where you want to go in your career? So for me, it's like I, again, I go back with my with my kids that you have to have a way to relieve stress. For me, it was working out. And like it's always like. It's like if I don't work out, if I don't relieve my stress, it becomes a problem. Then you get anxiety. But you realize that um, mental um, fitness is very important. And people think about just, hey, I need to be really smart and work hard. But you got to have a, a, a way to release tension and energy, mm -hmm. whether it be sports, whether you always have a hobby. And, and I have you know multiple hobbies. When you have that, you have a bad day, you go and you clear your mind. Then you go on the next day. If you can't forget which, uh, the previous day, the previous event, you can never move on. Yeah. So you need an out. Uh, I just read a whole book about mind and body, yeah. like how they're, they're so coexistent. They, they go hand in hand. So if you're if you're mentally stressed out, you have to do something physically to just release Always. some toxins, some negative energy in your body. So you do, if every time I go to the gym, you know, I hate waking up in the morning to go, but when I do go, yeah. my day is so much better. I couldn't get I, I if I didn't have this out there's no way I remember even in college I remember like just ah oh, man a bad day taking this test a calculus test I'm like so pissed off yeah you know you just go in, you know you put your headphones on you do something physical even running not switch to like doing a lot of cardio and running it just clears your mind and you just like you forget about it you yeah. wake up you're a new person start over if you don't start over yeah you're never <laughs> yeah you can't be yeah. especially in the medical field or I've never personally been in the medical field but I feel like anything tough in life like. You have to be willing to let go of yeah. what you're not in control of anymore. You put, yeah. you got bad tests. Okay, there's another test. Go do better yeah. on it. You know what I mean? You can't get stuck in it because you know it's inevitable. It's gonna happen. You're gonna have those bad days. We're human, but you have to be able to turn the page. You know about I me, mean, like you know, for me, like health and fitness is that's another thing that I'm promoting. It's like yeah. you really can't move on and, and until you get the better you. And part of it is physical fitness and mental and mental health. It, 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 Hand in hand. And I would love, yeah, not to cut you off, but you about the reason why mental and physical fitness is so important too is with your brother. Yeah, his brother was what three hundred fifty pounds or something we had like that. Three hundred sixty-five pounds, and he was probably twenty-five or twenty-eight. 
had health issues, and it just he's a whole new person. Yeah, and how and how much does he weigh now? My brother's about two uh, fifty. Yeah, lost over hundred pounds naturally. I mean, he got rid of the pre-diabetes, and this is something that I work on. I tell a lot of my patients because I see these patients that come in, they have knee pain, knee arthritis, hip problems. You know, I'm gonna do a big surgery. I'm gonna replace it, give you a new knee, give you a new hip. It's kind of, you know, it, it works well. I love it. Yeah. I do it well, but so many things can be prevented by just losing that twenty Healthier pounds. Healthier life. But the problem is that they don't know how to do it. So there's an easy way of doing it. Like you know, I look at myself as being able to control your weight. It's just, it's really, it's numbers. It's understanding the right food. I think you know, we we were. I, I wouldn't say lied to in the past. The whole food pyramid has changed, and you gotta know how to play with it. And, yep. and you play with the numbers and with the food. You know, it's like wow, you have a, a healthy weight. Yeah. And I I'm gonna have a nutritionist that. on the show to talk about this to the T because oh, yeah. it's so it's so yeah. valuable to learn and become knowledgeable on nutrition. Because yeah. people, oh, I'm having fruit tonight for for dessert. Which fruit at night is isn't yeah, always the yeah, best, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, because people aren't because they think it's good, but and which fruit is it? Look, it I'm looking at, not all fruits are the same. That's what I'm saying. There's different type of complex sugars yeah, in those that exactly. can turn into fat and be stored, and it's just not always the best thing. So, yeah, yeah, I would love to have your brother possibly come up here, so, uh, like when your son comes up and stuff. Like, if your brother can come through, I would love to have him yeah, on the show. We, you know, we have this website, uh, uh, Sports Fitness Made Easy, and we're gonna promote it more. It's it's you know it's it's a life lifestyle type of um, yeah. aspect and it you know it makes you better mentally physically, um, it allow you to function better. Like for yeah. me, it's like I am able to go. How do you how do you go through all this and be able to just go to dental medical and everything and still because I have the energy. Yeah, you know and mental. My my buddy <laughs> my buddy uh, Steve Eggleston, he just got accepted into med school at Stony Brook. He's nice. going for PT. He's in his doctorate and uh, he uh, he's like dude and he's caught up. He's yeah. a big dude. And he's like, dude, he's like, oh, my head's going to be so stuck in the books. I don't know how long time to live. I was like, bro, you got to make time. Yeah. You have to. You can't lose that side of you because that's your stress relief. You, you can't. I was like, you can't just be books, 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 books. You can't. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You can't. So I was like, you got to find that that equilibrium, you know. But, yeah, if it can get in touch with your brother, man, I'd love to have him on to talk about his story. Yeah. Man, that's incredible. 125 pounds or whatever he lost. Like, naturally. Uh, naturally. <laughs> uh, it's impressive. So, I mean, that's just the power of the mind, yeah. you know. But listen, guys, I mean, Woodley Disease. Year, uh, UHS, uh, really educated guys. You guys can tell uh, he's more than open to answering questions. He always, every time we're t- we're at the shop, he's always helping me and uh, just give me some benefit beneficial information. So if you have any questions, I'm gonna connect him in the Facebook group as well as the um, YouTube about the podcast. So he'll see all the comments and everything. I'm sure he'll get back to you if he can. Um, listen, if you guys have any questions for future episodes, or if you would like to have a certain career field and on this podcast. Please, please email me or you know just comment on one of the on the post. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Please, all I ask is to refer a friend. You know, share the knowledge that you obtained through this message. Uh, we're trying to start a movement here. We're trying to inform people on things you're going to go through in your life. You know, we're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to save you the time that I went through four years of college. My third year in, I had to change my major because I just started doing internships and realized that I hated it. So, trying to put you guys in a better position to succeed. Uh, if you guys have any questions, please do not hesitate to hit me up. All right, guys. Lenny moving out. Later.